you are driving a trolley when the brakes fail. And on the track ahead of you are five workmen that you will run over. Now, you can steer to another track, but on that track is one person you would kill instead of the five. What do you do? Steven, I don't know how else to start this, but to just put it out on the table, how would you, how would we solve the trolley problem? Do you have an answer? Wow, right off the bat. I think like, we should. Okay. Is this a Chidi's philosophy corner or are we just diving right in? It's just what's on my mind. I think we should just dive right in. Honestly, Zach, I'm hopping the fuck out that trolley and, <laughs> and letting God do the rest. I think that's <laughs> a good answer. I think I would absolutely do what Chidi did the first time. Overthink and kill five people? Or just, I don't know, the trolley moves way faster than it even moves in this episode. Mm -hmm. I just don't think I would have the time to think anything well, other really than panic. <laughs> but, like, he and whatever his Australian friend's name is, uh -huh. I wrote it down, I, I forget. They have, hey. like, a back-and-forth conversation. They each mm -hmm. say two or three things. It's comically long. Yeah. I think I would be panicking, and I think I would end up just doing a lot of damage. Well, I do here's think... the reality, Zach. Trolleys don't go that fast. That's have true, you ever been I guess. Trolley? You're right, you're right. Yeah, Are but it does boy? seem to be a runaway trolley. Sure. The brakes don't work, so... I'm assuming that thing's going up to 50 miles an hour. That's pretty quick. You could make someone go splat at 50. Like a runaway trolley, because it's usually probably going like 15 Downhill, to 25 yeah. miles an hour, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do think one of the characters in this episode has the right answer for the trolley problem. And oh, I'm, excited I'm excited to talk, to talk about, about that. that. We'll get to that later. I don't know. I think it would be a mess if I... Do you think you'd be able to make a strong decision quickly enough to do something? You, you would just hop out is what you said. You'd tuck and roll. I think in reality... Because wouldn't you still wrestle with, I tucked and rolled when I could have done something? Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't really tuck and roll. That's not That's not. That's my, a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that was a joke. That was a jest. I think that I would be able to make a decision, but I think that it I would feel really guilty about it. Hi, Steven. How are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm really glad to be here. Hi, everyone. If you've never met me before, I'm Zach, and I don't know what I'd do without my daddy. Nice. I, I'm Steven, and I, as the absentee father in Zach's life, uh, th that line is just crazy at the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> it was a Rite Aid. Did you watch the episode? It was a Rite Aid. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Into the Time Knife, everyone. We're back to talk about another episode of The Good Place. I'm very excited. It's a good one. And we've got to start the show by shouting out our $10 and up patrons at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast those people are danny oh sorry i almost said Ooh. your beloved's name first when of course i meant to say mary baker budisa <laughs> danny m lugo brian thurman new to the list this week we've got justin i don't know how to say his last name fortier 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 justin fortier and autumn marsh we love these people very much thank you for well being autumn a autumn is is bottom of the rung for you nowadays huh it's the order that it's on the list i, I just is say it in alphabetical the order. no like by last name nope by last letter of last name no mm. sorry autumn and it's not even like in the order of who joined yeah 
It's just in an order. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Thank you to all of our patrons. If you like what we do here, patreon.com slash podcast. You can get all three parts of our Not Ones Night from a few weeks ago. You can get our live pre-show every week. You can get our That 70 Show Rewatch podcast. It's all over there, people. Check it out. Give us some support. Yeah, we just, it's our first time having extended conversations since uh, spicing it up together. Getting our tongues real het and het and what? Real, real het and what? <laughs> that was a long time coming, the not ones thing. Now it's done and behind us. What do you think as a whole? Was it a solid win? Do you think it I was think so. I thought it was we really it a lot be? of fun. And it I think made it was me really happy to get to do that with you, buddy. Yeah. I've said it a hundred times. I think it's the most we've come off like professional. The most we've creators. come, absolutely. Yeah, In that's ages. It. Sure. Welcome to the show, everybody. Is there anything you want to talk about before we get into the good place? Anything on your chest? Um, have you been watching anything good? You know have, what? Have you so I, I finally got to catch up a little bit on my anime shows. Uh, same ones are still great. Hell's Paradise is really good. Dr. Stone is great. Uh, Birdie Wing and Golf Girl stories getting nice and juicy. <laughs> that one um, I can For those time. who were really invested in that one, the lesbian golf girlfriends are on different continents right now, but they're not sisters, which means they can They bone. can still kiss. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I've been playing a lot of Tears of the Kingdom, the new right. Legend of Zelda game. It's People are going crazy about phenomenal. it. Phenomenal. It's one of the best games I've ever played. Like, it's so easy to sit there and like, you're like okay, I'm going to play for a little bit. I'm going to go finish this objective and I'm going to go to bed. And then it's been like two hours and you're, then you're further away from the objective than you thought. But it's because you figured out you could build a car and then you just started driving into stuff. And then you ended up in like the... in like I don't know. It's really fun. I'm about... Um, not quite halfway through the game. I've beat two of the, what I'm assuming are five main story bosses. Okay. The game gives you a lot of freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. Build a lot of bridges. You can, yeah, I've built a mass, I built my my new record size bridge for me yesterday. It probably saved me like half an hour to an hour of playing the game. (laughs) Of just getting to some place and the bridge works. <laughs> I just built a, I built a fucking massive bridge. It was huge. But it's a fun game. Check it out. If you like video games, this this is for you. Like no matter what kind of game you're into, you get a little bit of that here. A lot of puzzles, a lot of action, a lot of adventure, a lot of story. Really fun. I'm a year behind on all of my new television, but I finally finished the final season of Better Things, which is a show that if you're in the know, you know is one of the best shows of the last 10, 15 years and for mine, I think it's just about the best show about being alive. Wow. I feel like it's so real. It's so not trying to be a show. There will be episodes that are just things that happened along the day of these characters. And it's interesting and it's dynamic. And it's the final season was great. The that, way that, that it, 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 but it's, that makes it seem like it's, really heavy and it's not i feel like often it's really light and it can be really really funny and the last episode ended in a way that i did not expect that i think was brilliant it was perfect now did we watch the first season or two seasons together is it just the first one that was first out two maybe three how many seasons of this are there five oh fuck then it was probably the first two but maybe just the first two we definitely watched the first two yeah, I really, really liked this show, but there wasn't more of it when I was watching it, and now there's been three you more seasons, You should pick it up. I, I bet you and Danny would have a good time. It's totally... If you or your family watch a show like This Is Us, mm-hmm. Better Things is like This Is Us, but it's not manipulating you in any way. It's so real and cozy, and it will make you cry. I was same. just shockingly impressed by all three of the kids when we watched it before and how great they were. 
There's like a specific episode that is the one that I remember super mm-hmm. clearly. Where the we one both that we cried at together. Crying. Yeah. And it's it's great. Really good show. And by the end of the show, they're all so grown up and it's really fun to watch it as a wow. whole thing. And, and yeah, I really highly recommend it. has been going for almost 10 years? Mm-hmm. No, no. Maybe like 2015. Yeah. Exactly. And it ended a year ago. Almost So like years. six or seven years. Okay. It ended in 2022. That would be seven. And like most shows, they had to take at least a year off because of COVID. That's a really good show. I also finally started watching the last season of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. And it, like I told you, I'm three episodes in and it did something in the end of episode three that I would have thought was an end of the series thing to happen that blew my mind. Wow. Now, are you in the shows that already passed the events of Breaking Bad? Every season of Better Call Saul starts and ends with a little thing that takes place long after Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. That's like a story of what the character is up to these days, that you get pieces of it. And then the very beginning of the final season, this isn't too big of a spoiler, Mm -hmm. the beginning of the final season is Saul's mansion. We've never seen it before, like his Breaking Bad mansion, and it's being raided by police and all of the stuff is being taken apart Mm. and all of his clothes, and you see all these little pieces of of memorabilia that are specific to things that have happened in the show. And we're we're getting close, is is what I'd say, but we're still in the past. That's cool. That is show's still Jimmy so good. at this point. Yeah, but the That's line cool. is becoming very thin. Yeah, I'm excited. I watched the first season of it and thought it was fantastic, but there just wasn't more at the time that I was watching it. It's so it. good. And, you know. It's so good. It's as good as Breaking it. Bad. Wow. That's high praise. I'm more attached to the characters in Better Call Saul than I ever was in Breaking Bad, give or take a Jesse, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's enough about that, though. Better Call Saul is great. If you're one of those people that tried to watch it and thought it was a little boring, because that's what most people did it Mm. truly is one of those shows that's worth especially if you love breaking bad giving it a full two seasons to let it blossom because it does and then in season three a lot of breaking bad elements come in you start getting gus and Mm -hmm. all of that and it becomes more breaking bad it's awesome but i think it's really smart that they didn't just do that right away that they didn't make it the gus and mike prequel show right away that it was about jimmy mcgill this nobody lawyer until he becomes a part of that side i really love that show highly recommend but we're here to talk about another show that i really love and would highly recommend we're gonna talk about the good place are you ready let's do it today we're talking about the sixth episode of season two it's chapter 19 the trolley problem this episode is directed by dean holland who previously directed someone like me as a member and mindy st Clair. and in the future he directs the very next episode janet and michael he directs The Burrito, Everything is Bonzer, Parts 1 and 2, and Don't Let the Good Life Pass You By. Those are just in the first three seasons. He directs a lot of really great episodes across the first three seasons. This episode was written by a team of writers, Josh Siegel and Dylan Morgan. Together, they previously wrote What We Owe to Each Other, and in the future, together, they write the episode Janet's, which is a phenomenal mm-hmm. episode, and The Funeral to End All Funerals. Oh, wow. This episode originally aired on October 19th, 2017, and you know what time that makes this. We're going to talk oh, about yeah. what was the number one movie, what was the number one album when this episode aired. Let's start with the movie. Your hint is Groundhog's Day. Edge of Tomorrow? No. Oh. Your uh... secondary hint is Spooky Groundhog's Day. Oh, shit. Happy Death Day? Yes. I didn't I want to say that Happy right Death away because I thought that would really give it away. That I was the number really one movie like Happy Death when Day. this episode aired. Okay. That movie is slept on. It's really good, Zach. It's super fun. I've heard it's fun. 
Yeah, it's a really... F- I, I forgot how much I liked that movie. I really mm-hmm. like that movie. The number one album this week. What do I want to give you as a hint? Is it Lizzo yet? Um, Lizzo, great cover of Staying Alive from Happy Death Day 2, while Zach's thinking. Check it out. I don't know that Lizzo was having number one albums yet in 2017. mm Although she was all over the place for a yeah. long time. I don't know. This is a hard hint to give. It's a band that you definitely know. 2000s, iconic alternative rock band. Is it still Foo Fighters? No, it's not still Foo Fighters. I like this band better than Foo Fighters. I, I don't know what to say other than a reference to one of their songs that would you just one of their songs. Maybe I'll get it. Hum me a tune, Zach. Started with a kiss. The Killers, really? Yeah. In 2017, they had a number one album? Yeah, they had a number one album. Do you want to guess what it was? I like this album. The cover is like a blue sky with That's like a little That's not what album this is. Oh, it's not that one? That was just your hint to get to the killers. No, you bitch. They have another album with a blue sky background and like sand and like a flower or some shit. I don't know. Oh, don't fucking might be talk the to me about a killer's albums. Like, you I don't think fucking Mr. Know. Brightside came out <laughs> in 2017? You piece of shit. No, this album, you There's might be right like that it's a flower one. one. Do you want me to tell yeah. you what it's called? Yeah, what's it called? Inhuman al- something? No, the album's called Wonderful Wonderful. Mm. Maybe a different one? Maybe a different one. Well, that's that segment. Let's move right on into the next one, one of our favorites around these parts, and I hope it's one of your favorites too. We're going to find out like we do every week. Did Steven watch the episode Did this Steven week? watch the episode this week? <laughs> Get one more take on that in the style of the killers. Did Steven watch the episode this week? It was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. Now he's saying the things that happened <laughs> in the show. And he's walking away and he gives him a D. But I'm okay with that because I didn't study. Uh, duh, duh, duh. That was pretty good for on, okay, the on the spot. That was pretty yeah. good. Let's see if you can do that good in the actual segment. You've got 20 seconds on the clock. It's the trolley problem. I think you've got a decent shot at this. There's a pretty distinct A and B plot. Yeah, I don't know if I have time. I think I'm going to be too wordy. I don't believe in myself today. Sometimes that works out well. Yeah. Let's see. 20 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go. Chidi's teaching about the pro- trolley problem. Do I save five and kill one, or do I kill one and save five if it's my choice? Michael tortures him the whole time by pretending like he really wants to know. Tahani and Jason are sleeping together, and they are having problems because they can't uh, decide whether they want to go public or not. Janet helps Tahani uh, and Jason mentor them, but she's going bonkers and gushing out. Getting that she's going bonkers helped. I think you could have said a little bit more about, not that you had the time to, but a little yeah. bit more about Michael making the trolley problem real. Mm-hmm. And maybe even like the doctor scenario or something. But yeah. I think you did pretty well. I think you did better than you thought you would do. I think that, I don't know, I'm coming out of my cage and you did mm-hmm. just fine. Aww. So it's going to be a B plus. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, B plus. Let's do some trivia. Let's do it. I've got a whole snoot full of questions for you today i've got uh, i don't know about a snoot full but i've got but like your hands seven, are actually. stuffed to the brim what year was the trolley problem introduced that's my first question let me see if i can come up with it i know it's 19 i know it ends in eight but i'm losing the decade 1968 you're so so close it's 1967 i wrote down 1968 well you're wrong 
Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Maybe I, I was right and you're sure. wrong. I rewound the episode and I watched with subtitles, so I think I'm right. I took in the information uh, four the times. The extended version had the real right <laughs> date, which the is real 1968. Year. So that was my first question. I'll give you my next one. What did Eleanor get from the right aid? Birth control and a baby Ruth. Mm-hmm. And she sees the irony in that. How many workmen are in the original trolley problem? Well, five. Because there's the five workers and the one bystander. Yes? Correct. Yes. Was that supposed to be kind of a tricky, tricky one, and you wanted me to say six? A but little it's bit. really five. Yeah. So I'm right. You're right. Why do I feel like you're disappointed? No. I second-guessed myself, because I wrote five, and I was like, oh, fuck, is it six? Am I wrong? But then I trust your answer. That's my guess. I feel like the yeah. one person wasn't Because they do say that it's one... Like, when they do the, the live reenaction of the trolley problem, it is six workmen, because the other person's a worker, too. Mm, but I, I feel like when it's Chidi's model in the beginning of the episode, yeah, I think it's, it's a, a bystander. Hmm. I'll, I, I, I wrote down five. I'll take it. That's. I'll that's give you my next question. How many negative points is stealing a loaf of bread? 17, 20 if it's a baguette because more French. Yes. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, negative 17, negative 20, yeah. but that's assumed. What does James Franco's garage contain? <sighs> I don't know. Um, think about having it. Think sex James with Franco. his students. <laughs> you know that he got ousted for that. Was he a professor? He was a college professor and started like a young actor's academy and was like sexually nice. assaulted. He doesn't work that anymore. Banks. Did you know that he doesn't work anymore? No. He's like Because I see Dave everywhere. He, I, I knew that he had like been texting 17-year-olds or something. In a like similar that. way to, I don't know, like a Louis C.K. He had a bunch of projects that were finished that just haven't ever been released. Mm. He yeah, like directed and starred in a movie never came out. Yeah. Um, so um, was it that? Was it, was it, was it adult having sex tricycles. with students? That tracks. That tracks, right? That tracks. What does Eleanor assume Chidi's favorite thing in the world is? This is one of my later questions. Um, woven belts? Yes, good job. Nice. What did Janet have to read every book on before she could help Tahani? Human psychology? I'm going to give it to you. It's human psychotherapy. Psychotherapy. Well, then you shouldn't give it to me because that's not what I said. Then I will not give it to you, Zach. I appreciate it. I was on the right track, but I didn't Mm -hmm. get it right. So I'm not going to take that credit. Michael J., back for another week. Michael J., can you uh, make sure that Zach does not get the points for that question? Yep. Oh, can you show me your work, Michael J.? I don't oh wanna, boy, that's, don't that's none of that's Michael usable. J. Fox jokes. So I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> your turn, my turn. Uh, it's your turn to ask. What does Michael think that pulling an Eleanor is? Oh, he says like 25 fucking things. No, he doesn't. Um, it's he gives one example. Mm. Is it near the end of the episode? Okay, okay. Part of this is one of my questions. Do I need to, how specific do I need to be? I wrote down the whole line. Give me what you got. Okay. Posting your cousin's credit card information on Reddit because they said you look tired. Yes. Good job. (laughs) My next one for you. What is the Duke rule? The Duke rule is for Tahani's dating. She... That's her lowest level of university that she'll take. And it's her lowest level of royalty that she'll take. I'll take it. I'll take right? it. Right? Yeah. Noble status is how I would have called that. A duke. I wouldn't. A duke. Here's kind of a royalty. fuck you question. Let's see how you do on this one. Okay. What sauces come with Eleanor's shrimp dispensary? Fuck you. Um, Cajun, mystery, garlic, mm-hmm. spicy mayo? No, no. I don't think so. I almost thought of making this one, but I was like, I don't want to write all that down. I did. I did it. Original? 
<laughs> no, good guess. Just cocktail? No, weirdly enough. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to give We've up. got, in order, there's Mountain Blast. Mountain Blast. This is the one I really like. There's Circus Mustard. Nice. There's Sriracha Sunrise. Hmm. There's one that's just garlic. There's Mystery <laughs> Flavor, which is... White Chocolate. There's Cool Ranch. Mm. There's Cajun. And mm-hmm. then the last one was something green that was always covered. I couldn't ever see what it said. Ah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was one of the ones you said, but I don't think it was. Yeah, certainly. That was the uh, spicy mayo. It's you green. have any more? Uh, yeah, I have. I'd probably do a spicy mayo on a shrimp if I had a bunch of sauces at my disposal. I would try <laughs> that one. Spicy mayo is good. I wouldn't like order it on purpose with shrimp, but if they gave me a variety of eight sauces and that was mm-hmm. one of them, I would dip a shrimp. It. I'm going to rapid fire here. Which Hemsworth did Tahani? Oh, which Hemsworth did Tahani shag? Larry Hemsworth. You got it. Your turn. I'll give you my last one. In the end of the episode, how is Vicky about to torture them? It's not in mine. I think it probably is. <laughs> I love that that's your cop out for a They don't mention Vicky in the end of my episode at all. At the end of the episode, it's like a month later after Michael fixes himself and it's when mm-hmm. Chidi's like, you're all doing so better on your homework. They've got a little bit of time because there's something with unicorn poop. Because then there's the line where they're like, and Jason, you go ahead and take a shower before you come meet back up with us. And he's like, but I'll save so much time if I don't take a shower. Not at all, Chief. I don't, be- I kind of don't believe My you episode literally goes one month later, which, fuck. Uh, but then it has uh, I think Jason Tahani with Janet. There's too She's much like, discussion of it throughout the and scene. Then, I feel like it's in there. And then it goes right to Janet going to Michael and saying, I'm broken in the episode ends. I don't think so. We'll talk How through when we get there, but you didn't get the question right. does t- Jason tell Tahani she's pretty? 100? Like 100. The rest of mine are all spoiled. Because what thing does Eleanor think Chidi loves most? Woven belts. Why did Eleanor post really? her cousin's credit card on Reddit? Because she said she looked tired. That's really and how funny. long were Jason and Tahani in couples therapy? Oh, the, you didn't ask me. I didn't ask that one. Mm-mm. I don't know. No how guess. long were they? A month. That's how long. It always kind of strikes me weird when they use units of time in the good place. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to say I guess they can track days. Those are my questions. Let's get into the episode. This is an episode that I I did not have that Vicky scene. I absolutely did not. Vicky wasn't in it. She was only mentioned once early on Yeah, at the end of the the episode episode with the unicorn poop. No, early on in the episode, she's mentioned (laughs) when Eleanor's like, we got like an hour before we're supposed to get fake Vicky by... Fake, no, but they don't say Vicky, Vicky then. They say Vicky at the end. They say of Vicky the then. This is an episode of The Good Place that I remember very well mm-hmm. because of the actualization of the trolley problem. Yeah. I don't know if it's a great episode, but I think it's kind of like a good status quo episode, less than it is like this groundbreaking earth-shattering greatest episode of the show i really like this episode well then tell me i think that it's really really funny it is i think that for me the trolley problem is something that i was very aware of before this show sure. ever started and so i had something i'd given thought to and i think the actual manifestation of that and then the doctor one are so good and so memorable and i think that the end of the episode i was most concerned because I wasn't sure if it was going to play as well for me this time as it mm-hmm. had the previous two times I watched, and it did. The Janet thing? No. The Michael thing. Oh, sure. Okay. And I think that it's really good, and I think this episode is great. I do think it's great. I had said 
last week that this was one of my like maybe top five of the show. I don't know that it's going to stay there, but I think of the episodes that have aired so far, I might put it there still. I think it's a really great episode. It's just because this season is so story driven and this episode is like a status quo episode. We mm. learn the same things about Michael that we learned last week, kind of, and then he changes a little bit at the end. I think what makes this episode so special is that when you've got a network sitcom that talks about philosophy all the time, mm -hmm. the trolley problem is the perfect dilemma yeah. to make an episode out of, to explore it, and to visualize it. I well, think it's that's our first such a special real philosophy idea. episode in a long time, not sure. since pre-season finale. Yeah, and even then, it's one of the most outwardly philosophy-based mm -hmm. throughout the entire episode. Let's yeah. get into it. I like how the episode starts with Chidi introducing the trolley problem because they do it in a way that quickly explains it if you don't know what it is mm -hmm. and to get it out of the way if you do know what it is. And it's met with this really cool toy train track representation yeah. of the trolley problem. I think it's just a perfect way to kick off the episode right out of the gate telling you what the trolley problem is. Mm -hmm. Jason thinks it's a game. I think that's really funny. Which is cute. He's like, I want the blue one, I think is what he says. <laughs> And so he's asking, what do you do? He presents it to the people and asks, what do you do? It's really funny because instantly Michael looks away and down and starts working on something that we'll see mm -hmm. in a minute. And then Eleanor starts asking questions like, do you, know, do you remember what she asks here? What The instant questions She's like, you well, have are one of like them this. like my ex-boyfriend or the really bitchy girl at Rite Aid that thinks she's better than me because I'm getting condoms and baby Ruths? Tahani doesn't really have a question or a suggestion. She just brings up the one story she has about trolleys, which involves mm -hmm. James Franco and tricycles. Am I right? Yeah. Adult tricycles? Well, it, the trolley went from his penguin and it went backwards. -like park went backwards to his garage with adult tricycles. All right. This is already in the episode where I think a character gives the right response. Mm -hmm. It's Jason who says, I switched the track. You squish the one guy, and then once a year, you and the five other guys get together and pour one out for their that squished That wasn't in homie. my episode. But that's the right that's answer. I think that's that is the, the right, right answer. answer. That's, yeah, that I wasn't in my episode at all. I wish that wasn't the show. That's really funny. You make the active decision, which is supposedly the possible wrong decision, mm -hmm. is to change the track. You kill one person to save five, but every year you and those five people get together to pay respect to the person that you had I think had that's to, great. I think that is great. I think and that should have been, been in the episode, episode, Zach. A lot of times these things are. And it, I mean, it's just more proof of how good this show is and how yeah. the episodes started too long and they get to the point where they just have to cut out good stuff to make them short enough. Mm -hmm. I think that's the right answer. Chidi adds other variables to the equation, which makes it more fun. Like what if one of the people is someone you know? How does that affect the decision you make if you're a doctor? And I like the way that they have the argument of... Eleanor or Tahani is like, well, that doesn't make sense. That's a totally different situation. But it's mm -hmm. not. You still have it's to kill not. one person to save five. You have to actively make the choice to kill a person mm -hmm. to step out of the way of these five people being killed. It's really interesting. Yeah. But then it's Michael's turn to share his work. Chidi says, you've been quiet, Michael. What are you doing? And I think I've been saying it so much lately. This is another incredible Ted Danson, Michael yeah. episode. His whole bit of... Well, obviously the dilemma is clear. How do you kill all six people? So I would dangle a sharp blade out the window to slice the neck of the guy on the other track as we smoosh our five main guys. <laughs> I like the words that he uses. He's I like, love the like little text bubble next to the guy getting decapitated and he's like, he nice got job, you got us all. <laughs> 
And then Chidi, as a teacher, like punishes Michael by making him go to the board and write people equals good ten more times. It's a funny bit. <laughs> Very Bart Simpson of Michael. Yeah. Eleanor wants to hang out after that. They have the little theme song sequence. She wants to hang out in the extra hour that they have before their their fake torture. They do not save Vicky in this scene. You're just you nodding your head. You fucking know what they do with Vicky, man. You don't understand Vicky like I do. Tahani and Jason dodge when Eleanor says let's hang out because they want to run off to study and Jason being so on board to leave to study of course makes Eleanor kind of Mm -hmm. doubt what's going on but not too much they don't totally give away that she knows anything because by the end of this episode it's still just Janet that knows right correct so they rush off and it cuts immediately to Jason and Tahani in bed together Tahani's worried that Eleanor is suspicious. I have a feeling that this scene went on longer in my version because when mm. they're going back and forth about, well, I don't want to tell anyone because then they no, would that know. goes that long in the real episode. Really? <laughs> yeah. And they go back, and then Jason. Well, if you told someone, you could talk about why you don't want anyone to know. Mm-hmm. It's funny, and it is very Jason. This is a great Jason episode as well. Yeah, it is. Love Jason this week. Why is Tahani so scared? Someone will find out that they're pounding it out. I mean, Tahani's bad to Jason in this episode, Mm -hmm. but I think this is indicative that Tahani has some real feelings for Jason. Yeah. Because if they were just pounding it out, I don't think she'd care so much. I do think she'd care about her image that much, though. You're right, but I think they're dead, and there's only that many of them. There's only so many options. But Tahani doesn't look at the statuses of them as if they're dead. She's still like, oh, what is everyone going to think? What are the demons going to say about me? Because he's so far below her status. And your point is right, and that's what Tahani's saying, but I think Mm -hmm. the reason she's so dead set on it is because she's worried that she actually likes this guy. Mm. Yeah, sure. 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 I'm a... You're right. Sure. The tell a friend back and forth is funny. I'm kind of glad that that whole thing was in your episode because it's frustrating and funny. But they should have absolutely kept Jason's trolley problem idea because that's the right answer and they just skipped right right over it. It was too good. That's why they had to cut it. Too hot for TV. Yeah. Chidi can't figure out how to get through to Michael and he's talking to Eleanor about this. One of his ideas is that maybe he can make a rap musical about Kierkegaard and that that would get through to Michael. A lot of Hamilton adjacent references in the show lately. Mm-hmm. Hamilton well, I guess big. it was last last season, but uh, David Diggs is coming back. I have tickets to see Hamilton tonight. Yeah. It was big. And we've been talking about it a lot lately. So it's fun when the show like mimics what's going on that we're talking about. Oh, Piragua. Can't wait for the In the Heights references. Eleanor tries to comfort Chidi by saying that she's kind of been through this before last week with Michael and Mm -hmm. that maybe his expectations for him are too high. That's a really funny Eleanor bit. The teaching him to be good is like teaching me to not be hot. What am I going to do? Like (laughs) slunch over and say gurp. It's really funny. And it's still kind of working for me. Yeah. It's impossible to do. She tells Chidi, though, if anyone can help Michael, it'll be Chidi because he was able to teach Tahani and herself and Jason. But Chidi's still caught on the rap musical and gives a little sample <laughs> of it at the end. Definitely a no on the rap musical. I mean, if you really... My name is Kierkegaard and my writing is impeccable. Check out my teleological suspension of the ethical. No. No, right? (laughs) No, I felt like a no when I was doing it. The way, like, how, like, fast and intense he does it. He's like, okay, this is my moment where I'm going to win her over. his smile of the thing that he's... (laughs) But the quality of it is not quite uh, Manuel Miranda adjacent. You know, I think with some workshopping, 
Anything that starts this with for a day. I'm name and I'm here to say <laughs> isn't a good start unless it's the Dean's Payday rapping community. So he like does his little bit of it confidently, but then immediately is like, that was a no, right? It felt like it felt like a no when I was doing it. <laughs> it's sad. He's really excited about it. Yeah. He had so many very large pages that he threw away. He wrote the whole musical. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Tahani is summoning Janet and wants her to be a therapist. She asks Janet, you're basically a therapist, right? Janet says, absolutely not. I am simply a vessel <laughs> containing all of the knowledge in the universe, which is better than any therapist, really. Honestly. Tahani goes past that and tells Janet about Jason. I really like the way Tahani says it to her when she's like, I wouldn't snog him if he's the last, or I wouldn't shag, shag him. Snogging is the, kissing. The last man on earth. And he is. And I am. <laughs> Shaggy. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Janet's going to take a moment to study every psychology book to be a therapist. Psychotherapy. Psychology. Psychology. Wrote it down. Had to be what they said. If I wrote it down, they said it. If they didn't say it, I wouldn't have written it down. You're right. You're completely right on this one. Janet studies very quickly every psychology therapy book to, to be a one. therapist for her. And we cut away from that for a moment to see Chidi trying to level with Michael, uh, specifically oh. about his Les Mis report. Wait, it cuts away when she's reading? No, Janet's like, okay, done. Have a seat. Okay, done. Have a seat. And then they okay. cut to the next All right. Scene. I'm just making sure. I got to check frame by frame where uh -huh. the differences are. I thought you were about to tell me the Les Mis bit is No, in that's episode, in there. Which it is because we almost talked a about the bread. Question it's a mind. really funny bit. All of Michael's snot-nosed kid reasons for well i know the answer he is like a kid that knows the answers to everything yeah and so you're teaching to, it's actually really funny he's totally a snot-nosed kid and i love in the end of the episode when eleanor calls him out on it mm -hmm. but chidi's trying to explain that there's a difference between michael's point system that's cut and dry and the question asking nature of human psychology you you don't just have answers to everything there's always new revelations in psychology mm -hmm. to be found and the bit when he's like reading Michael's report about how in every time a lava <laughs> monster walks near him, you say, Sacre blue, I peed in my pants. And it's funny <laughs> watching Ted Danson mouth it as, as William Jackson Harper says it. And then how at the end, Michael's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. That's literally That's what, he what he says every time. But that was really funny. After that, we cut back to Janet and Tahani having therapy and we, we get the revelation that Tahani has never been with someone that doesn't live up to her Duke standards. Mm -hmm. They either have to have been to Duke or they have to be a Duke. Yeah. Which one's easier? Does that Probably make Larry be. Hemsworth uh, that he went to Duke? At least, I'm sure. She does say that he was he was below her pay grade. That was the one time that she was schlepping it. As a Larry Hemsworth. Said. That's a pretty bad name for a Hemsworth brother. Larry that's a uh, Larry Hemsworth is, is not real. Or, yes, he is. He's a real oh, no, person. Creation of the show. There's no fourth Hemsworth brother. I was right. thinking there is a third one though. Chris, Liam, and the third Hemsworth is Luke. Luke Hemsworth. Is he in stuff? He was on Neighbors, and he mm -hmm. was on Westworld. Okay. He's the oldest. Luke. No, Larry. Maybe Luke is short for Larry. Maybe. Lawrence, he goes by Luke instead of Lawrence, but she calls him Larry. As Where'd he go to college? Did he go? He's Australian. Did he? Do they do that? <laughs> Did you just ask if people in Australia know about college? That's so uh, not, They know about it, but do they, they just go, don't Why would you? Put a shrimp on the Bobby. 
Sorry, I actually have a lot of respect for Australia. I'm never going because y'all have them big ass spiders, but like Australia seems pretty fucking cool. <laughs> you guys have G Flip. Cool. I don't know what that means. They are a an Australian musician that's dating someone on Selling Sunset. They've got Bluey. They got blue. I hear Bluey's great. So Tahani is really mean in this episode about Jason. I really thought you were gonna go in on Bluey, and so, I was like, nice. Bluey is kind of shitty, honestly. No, I've never actually watched Bluey, but I've heard it's really wholesome and good. Mm-hmm. But Tahani, she's really mean about Jason, but she has a lot of really good lines. I really yeah. like the line. Well, Jason, he doesn't even have a job, and in the sad way, not in the good rich way. <laughs> That's really funny. Because rich people can have no job, and it's like good it's for fine. them. They're they're just being they a philanthropist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Jason walks in, and Tahani immediately tells him what's going on. That that he, she's told Janet about them, and that Janet's giving her therapy and giving her advice. And Jason wants to say a few words, but Tahani won't let him talk, and immediately mm-hmm. says, "I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say I'm controlling, and you have no voice. Now where were we? <laughs> oh, just heard that. We're at least to the point where Tahani hears it." Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the show, she wouldn't. No, not at all. She just so Tahani gets up and leaves, so Jason and and Janet can have a moment together of therapy, and that's where the scene ends here. I think that I just want Tahani to be nicer to Jason. Yes, but I understand that she has to get there, and at le- we'll talk about that at the end of the storyline. Mm-hmm. But at least Jason is able to call out at one point, "I'm nice yeah. to you, and you're not nice to me," and there's mm-hmm. something bad about that. Yeah. I, I like, and I guess we'll get we'll there in a couple seconds, but but I, I liked when Jason gets to be a little bit more emotionally intelligent than... Which he is. He when is. he shows yeah. it, he is. Mm-hmm. Michael wants Chidi to just tell him the right answer to the trolley problem because that would make it so much easier for him if he just had a cut and dry answer. But that's not the point. The point is to decide it for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's another cue of the line, well, that's why everyone hates moral hates, philosophy mm-hmm. professors. That's what Chidi's girlfriend said to him in one of the flashbacks. And what he's been said to him by Vicky, too, I think, said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Eleanor is like, look, I'm on your side, but he's kind of right about this. <laughs> Chidi is very confident in this episode when, mm-hmm. as a teacher, you can tell that when he's in teacher mode that that's when he's at it's his most hot. confident. There's a couple moments in this episode where I'm like, okay, Chidi. There's a couple moments in every you can drive episode my trolley. where I'm like, okay, Chidi. Yeah. Uh, you can drive. Yeah, he can just squash me with the trolley. <laughs> Run me down. I don't down. care. Change those tracks. <laughs> Cut me down. But he's really confident and he tells Michael, when it comes to ethics, I just know more than you, even though he's this all-knowing being. Mm-hmm. It's limited because knowing everything limits your ability to change any thought. And to have well, any- and I think this is the point where Michael was like, oh, and I think this is where Michael decides that he's going to just really go in on this for cheating. Because I think beforehand, Michael was a little bit genuine in what was going on. But I He think thought he was giving good on, answers, but yeah. it's through his way of seeing the world. Yeah, and now that Chidi's like, no, answers. I know more than you. He's like, no one knows more than me. That's mm-hmm. not possible. I'm going to fuck this guy up. Yeah, Michael wants something less theoretical, more concrete, and he snaps, and the trolley problem is suddenly real. I want to bring up one thing. Mm-hmm. A nitpick, maybe. Sure. I feel like this brings into question the abilities that Michael has. Michael seems pretty all powerful because here. I think he's doing things here that previously would have had to have been done by Janet. By Janet, I had the same thought. And if Michael's doing all these things, what's the point of stealing? But Michael a good place, does Janet? reset them with a snap every time, so the snap is powerful. 
That's true, but he's... But Janet has to do a lot of the physical work. Right. That's true. He's creating d- completely different scenarios at a snap. Mm-hmm. Maybe in between class... What would have made this a little more successful is if in between classes or something, we see a scene of him building this with Janet. Yeah. That would make more sense. That he's got this, like, mystery... Let us in on the torture aspect sooner. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing. It's a good episode. I didn't think about it that much because it moved so fast. But it did bring up a little... I don't think Michael can just create stuff like that or else he wouldn't need Janet. He wouldn't need Janet. So the trolley problem is real. I love the little number details when they're counting out all of the people on the screen. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six. I thought that was really nice. And Chidi naturally pulls a Chidi and can't make the decision in time and kills the five. I love the way that they shoot... The trolley coming towards the people and then the blood exploding on Chidi. Yeah. And I love that every time it happens, the blood only goes on Chidi. It never gets on Eleanor. It never gets on Michael. It's all made to torture Chidi. It is really funny. So there's the blood splatter and Chidi's just silent and traumatized. And Michael's like, so what did we learn? (laughs) And he's traumatized now. Michael reassures him that it's not real. And Chidi gives another one of those kind of guttural, Mm -hmm. a little sexy moments. Yeah. Oh, well, that's reassuring because some of the parts of the fake people flow into my mouth. He yells it so so unhinged. It's really good. Eleanor asks to go back to the classroom because it's getting intense. And then Michael snaps and they never left. Mm Mm-hmm. Chidi makes a really nervous noise when he realizes where they're at. He's like, uh, I don't yeah. know. He just <laughs> let something out, and it really made me laugh every time. But then snap again, and they're back on the trolley. And Michael's telling them that the people are fake, but the pain and death is very <laughs> real because the, the decision has to matter. Mm-hmm. So Chidi just shuts out, but Michael tells him this is the way that he can connect with the material more. He's really trying. He wants to yeah. be better at this. And Chidi genuinely wants to help him, so he agrees, and they go back into the simulation. This time, the simulation begins, and Chidi makes the choice to switch the tracks and kill one person. But Michael, he's like, oh, but this time I forgot to tell you. <laughs> it's someone you know. Henry is the guy's mm-hmm. name. Henry, who's there with his boots. What do you think about the green screen work on Henry here? Did it, it was stand really out bad that first shot, but it got a little bit better after the very first time you see Henry. Anytime like, it's a full shot of really him, bad. it's green screen real bad. But when it's just the shot of legs in boots, it doesn't look bad because it's not him. Well, but then they like have some like of just like his top half, a couple shots of that. Oh, really? And that was Didn't a little bit less grainy. But the full body shots were pretty bad for this show that has pretty good special effects normally. Well, it's a classic case of like seasons four and five of Arrested Development where they need this cameo for the bit and the guy can't be there on the one Mm. day of the week that they're filming this quick scene. So he green screened it and sent it in. I'm glad that he's there for the bit. I love that they, they, they ha- like we said, they get to have a little back and forth. And he's like, move, move out of the way. And he's like, I can't, Chidi. My boots are stuck in the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like so nonchalant, like, it's good to see you. It's been a while, yeah. Chidi. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, he runs into him and he explodes and there's more blood and a, a foot with a boot that Love comes the into the trolley. It's an impossibly lifelike situation, they say. And Eleanor <laughs> is transfixed on the foot. She's like, would someone's foot really fly off of their body like that? It's kind of cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jason is talking to Janet, getting to have his therapy session with her, and he says some really 
in his way, emotionally intelligent things here. Yeah. Not so much when he compares Tahani to a bunch of water balloons. I don't really I don't know. get it's that one. kind of sweet. It works soft you. and supple. The line that does cut that you already said is that he tells her she's pretty a hundred times a day, and she never told him that he's pretty once. And, and Jason's, Jason's so pretty. He's this soft, sensitive, pretty boy who wants mm-hmm. to be told that he's pretty, and he should yeah. be. I but Tahani he's pretty. is so worried about her image... That she doesn't even have, she doesn't even put one thought into how Jason might feel or what would make him feel well, good. Well, I don't think that Tahani's really complimented anyone the entire length of this show without immediately cutting it with something. Yeah, because she'll say nice things to Eleanor every now and then, but they'll be cut by, "Well, I don't like this and this about you, mm-hmm. but I have to admit this." You know what I mean? Yeah. You're right. And he also goes on to say that Tahani wants him to be different, and he says, "I'm not different. I'm same." Huh. And just, like, love him. Just, like, be – I don't know. Just – I don't know. Jason is positive. And he's – Yeah. The 180 that character's done from being mean to Tahani to just being this simple guy who gives love and wants to get love and that Tahani just completely cuts him off of that, it's really sad. It is sad because Jason is such a – he's so unaware of the gravity of different situations that he's just existing in a very honest way. He's literally he's not... just vibing. Yeah, and it's sad if someone can't accept if you feel like somebody doesn't accept you for for who you are at your most honest self, which Jason is the most honest with himself at all times because he doesn't know better than to just be himself. Right. But if that's not met with acceptance from someone that you care about, that can be really hurtful. He starts to kind of have a breakthrough about that. He says something about, I think Tahani doesn't like me because I'm not an artist that forecloses banks or something like that. <laughs> how exactly he says it. And then Tahani rushes in and kind of interrupts what, what Jason's starting mm-hmm. to realize and says that she wants Janet to be their couples therapist. This is when the Janet stuff starts happening. Janet gives a thumbs up. And then the thumb, this is such a weird visual, the thumb Mm -hmm. inflates and then pops off of her hand and then floats in the air while Jason and Tahani like look up at it. It's a weird visual of the CGI thumb floating. It is, but it works really well for me. It does. Because I think like the stuff like that with Janet, we don't know what a glitch of a seemingly all powerful assistant would be, but like a thumb just blowing up and floating away. And then Janet's like, who has one thumb? And is excited to be Wants your to therapist. Keep going. <laughs> eh? Eh? This not lady. <laughs> well, you're right, because everything in this neighborhood was put there by Janet. Mm-hmm. So she is in the mainframe of every aspect of their yeah. place. And if she glitches, it doesn't just glitch the embodiment of Janet. It glitches mm-hmm. the entire neighborhood. And that's the problem. We cut to, it, it's just been attempt number seven. It's so funny the way that Michael goes back into attempts and number seven. And he's yeah. just right back into the, the cycle from before. Chidi chose to run over five Shakespeare's instead of one Santa Claus. And I Which think that's I think the right, the right answer. Yeah. yeah. What's he going to do? Write more plays with made up words? <laughs> I want a PlayStation 5. So yeah. Santa Claus needs to stay. He did write Othello, I guess. You know, some people think Shakespeare was a woman. Some people think Shakespeare was a face and not the guy actually writing the plays. Mm-hmm. I think there's a movie about that. Have you seen Shakespeare in Love? That's nope. a good one. Gwyneth Paltrow, I think, is the love. Put some va- egg, egg vagina thing. Some some Put some weird things in her vagina for health yeah. reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Is it eggs? Does she put eggs I feel up like there? there's something about it. Not a real egg, but an egg-shaped thing. 
Ah, I mean, mine's kind of egg-shaped, I guess. <laughs> Your penis? Yeah. It's, it is. It is. It's egg-shaped. It's just an egg. And it's very uh, fragile. It will crack. It will crack. It, it will. And you don't want that yolk spilling all it's over. It's a real Humpty Dumpty, put them back together <laughs> again type situation. Not fun. Been there. No. Eleanor thinks that this has gone as far as it can go, and Michael agrees, so let's try the doctor one. And then suddenly they're in a high-stakes doctor situation. And will Chidi make the decision to cut open Eleanor <laughs> to harvest <laughs> her organs? I love that it's fucking Eleanor. Yeah. And she's like, hey, man, listen. <laughs> to save I'm the your five hottest people. friend. No, Tahani. No. I'm your nicest friend. Jason. I'm your I'm friend. I'm your friend. But Chidi, and I think this is one of the best things he says in the episode, he mm-hmm. won't do it because the doctor's oath is to do no harm. And even if he's saving five people, he would be doing harm that didn't need to be done in order to do it. Yeah. And I think that's a good answer. And Michael is like, oh, okay. Tell their families. Snaps again. And a bunch of kids are in the room. And this is, I think, a very interesting theoretical question. If you were a doctor... Mm-hmm. And you were on a trolley. You've already lost me. I, I, I would never be And a the doctor. trolley is running work. away and you make the decision to not switch the lever and you kill five people. Uh-huh. And you're now the doctor operating on those five people. I don't think there's much operating to do. I think they got smushed. Well, these five people can be saved, but they each need a different organ from somebody who is perfectly healthy, but you could very easily switch a medication and kill them. Okay. To make up for the five people who you have now killed, you get a second chance. Do you make the same decision and let the five die? Or do you go back on your choice? Do you switch the cases at the end on Deal or No Deal and go and save the five people after you see that they have families and children? Able-bodied person harvesting their organs, that's murder. I don't think I don't think that's okay. It, I don't think it's okay. So you want to take the the manslaughter charge versus the the murder in the second degree? If you're okay, so the doctor wasn't supposed to be piloting this trolley. The well, trolley but in this instance, away. it was because it was like Mr. Doctor Cheedy, uh-huh. a, ma- a man drove. Stephen, I think over. you misunderstood this scene. It's not supposed to be the same five people that just got smushed by the trolley. It literally fucking is. No, Zach. I the promise. You- says they got run over by a trolley. That is what the little girl says, Zach. They are the same five people. You because bitch. I thought it was just, let's take the same, because Chidi says in the beginning of the episode, the same idea of the trolley yes, problem. Yes, but then it's worse because that little girl says, a mean man ran them over with a trolley while they were working. <laughs> you're, you're right. I, I missed yes. that. Well, Bastard. I think, I'm not sure what I would do in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there Thank are many you for situations. Answering the question. Any hypothetical situations where a doctor is partially in charge of driving a trolley and <laughs> well, then has to Well, it a runaway operate. trolley that the doctor was on. It's like, is there a doctor on board? And the doctor's uh, like, yeah, but I don't know how to drive a trolley. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think that charge <laughs> Come on, smart on guy! I don't think the doctor gets in trouble for the trolley running away and him trying to stop it and not well, being Well, no, able he to. didn't get in trouble. That's why he's operating. He went right to work. <laughs> He's he he gets the call while he's on the trolley. He's like, "Oh shit, I gotta go." Is there a taxi? The family thing is really twisted. To have mm-hmm. the cute little girl, Doctor Cheedy. I don't know what I'd do without my daddy. He's gonna be all right, I- right? You have to be so removed from human emotion to be a doctor. To be mm-hmm. like, I don't know what to tell you, kid. Guy's got lymphoma. It's not looking good. <laughs> 
But my daddy's going to do gonna everything be okay. we can. Like, look, uh, insurance means this all has to move pretty fast. So. Daddy lost his job a couple months ago because of his drinking, and now he has no insurance to pay for being here. Sorry. <laughs> Michael goes to the next idea after that, and Eleanor calls him out and notices you're torturing Chidi. As always, Eleanor puts it all yeah. together. I love Michael's twisted laugh this time. Because this one is less evil and more it's just, just fun. like giddy. He's having so much fun. He's a trickster god in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's torturing Chidi. He has this, <laughs> like this throaty laugh that's really <laughs> funny. Are you torturing us again? What? You don't care about learning ethics lessons. You're just torturing Chidi again, aren't you? Busted. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Old habits die hard. Not as hard as those people you crushed with a trolley, though. <laughs> Boom! He says he's still on their side, but this lets off some steam. Snap, and they're back at home. But, of course, that's not the agreement, Michael. Mm-mm. We had the upper hand. You're doing this so we don't rat you out. And you're bullshitting us already. So Chidi tells him off, and rightfully so. He'd rather be tortured than choose this and be choosing torture actively. And he tells him to get the fork out of my class. You're out of the class. And Michael says, but I said my bad? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think here about Chidi standing up and calling Michael I think it's great. I love it. The way Chidi, like, he means he's like, you know, I'm not gonna be ridiculed. I'm trying to help people here, and you're getting in the way of that. Yeah. And as an educator, he's like, hey, you got to get the fuck out. Like, that's not what we do here. And I love that. I love that. I, I think that's one of my favorite that. Chidi moments so far. And it I love good. Chidi. Mm-hmm. Well, we see a different side of him this episode because yeah. something that he is so certain about is being fucked with. And he doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. So he can take a little more active agency in the situation. Eleanor later compliments Chidi on his nerd rage while Chidi's reading the table of contents from a book to calm him down. <laughs> What does he say? He's like, it's like a, it's like a menu, but the the food is books. Was that in your episode? No. He's reading good. a table of contents in a book. It's yeah, he's what he stuck does on to page calm down. Two. Mm-hmm. And he he says, yeah, I, I do this to calm me down, and it's like a menu, but the food is book is words. That's great. The food is words. That might have been in the episode. Wow. So who's unreliable now? You got a B. My plus. bad. My bad. I book, said words, my bad. Food menu part. I said my bad. (laughs) (laughs) He can't believe that he actually thought Michael wanted to learn. He believed that Michael was starting to be genuine and and trying to to grasp a hold of these things. But Michael took his favorite thing, not woven belts, philosophy, and turned it against him, turned it into a torture device. In a way, it's a a slightly deeper torture than like the soulmate stuff. The one thing in Chidi's life that he's sure about is that he loves philosophy and loves ethics. And... That was just ripped out from under him. And what he thought was something that he could passionately help someone with was treated as a joke. And that's like not only disrespect, but it's hurtful because it makes Chidi feel like he, I don't know, when you belittle something that someone really cares about, it's really hurtful. Yeah, it is. So next time you talk shit about my podcast, Steven, (laughs) remember I'm really passionate about it and that's hurtful. And you're on it, so I don't know why you're... Oh, you're sitting in your room with a little microphone, huh? You're talking about nothing, huh? (laughs) 
<laughs> is that what they say? Is that what the the people driving by are like? Oh, there goes Mr. Zackerman with his little microphone. <laughs> no, this is what you say to me when we're Chicago. done. When we're done recording every week, <laughs> you feel like a big man. You're gonna edit my voice, take yeah. out my stammers. Oh, my levels okay for you? <laughs> <laughs> Is the microphone pointed in the right direction <laughs> for you? <laughs> That's from earlier, guys. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So Chidi's really upset, and Eleanor feels responsible, but Chidi tells her that she's not. And Eleanor's like, okay, if you say I'm not, I'm all good. <laughs> Chidi just thinks that Michael never intended to learn, and he just did this and made himself miserable. He's got forehead stress grease now, mm-hmm. and it's his fault. But Eleanor thinks there's another reason Michael's acting like this, and we cut away from that, to couples therapy, where Janet asks Jason to use an I statement to tell her how Tahani is making him feel. (laughs) And Jason's really proud of himself for coming up with... Okay, um, Tahani is being a jerk, said I, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Tahani says that she values that Jason is nice and thoughtful, brings her fresh flowers, but they're her flowers. That's how he knows they're fresh. Mm -hmm. And uh, immediately goes from listing things that she likes about him to listing things that she doesn't like about him, that he's simple and that that's why he's good at having sex because he's dumb Mm -hmm. and doesn't focus on anything. There's lots of unearned confidence. This is the part that I don't like because Jason rightfully says, I'm nice to you and you're mean to me. There's something wrong about that. Mm -hmm. But somehow the moral here is Tahani needs time and patience from Jason to to rise to that occasion and jason's willing to do that which is very selfless and kind of jason but this is totally the point where jason should say no yeah this isn't fun enough for me i'm feeling bad because of you so let's either do it or don't yeah he does get her though to agree to terms Mm -hmm. he'll give her a, a temporary stay if she grabs his butt in public you can pretend like i sat in gum you do sit in a, in a lot that of That part's gum. cute, but again, Tahani is making me sad in this episode yes, a little bit. Yes, I she's, think this is, this she's is being not mean. good behavior. Bad behavior. From Tahani. Bad from Tahani. Janet says she's happy for them and then throws up a frog, and it's in, sitting in her hand, and she goes, huh, and then it huh. cuts away. Michael is in his office talking to Eleanor, and he's going on about, ah, Chidi can't take a joke. That's on him. Just like all that blood. High five. But Eleanor <laughs> won't high five over that. No matter how much she wants to. <laughs> Eleanor tells Michael that he's pulling an Eleanor. The laugh that the two of them share after Michael tells the credit card story is really funny. You're pulling an Eleanor. Posting my cousin's credit card number on Reddit because she said I looked tired? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. The way that Eleanor and Michael get each other and kind of revel in their nastiness and can laugh about it kind of like the mean girls i Mm -hmm. like i like the little it's a little bit scary but i like it too (laughs) i think the laugh is awesome you think it's scary a little bit that eleanor and michael have so many common thoughts and things (laughs) it just shows how far eleanor's come though what does this say about me that i have so much in common with this yeah eleanor does call that out a little bit that that she's a little bit worried about the similarity sim Similarities. Similarities. The similarities. Okay, George W. Bush. (laughs) Eleanor calls out that Michael is lashing out because he's feeling like a failure. He couldn't do the class, so he takes it all out on Chidi and makes it his problem, so he feels better. Michael fights back on this, obviously. He's this being with insane powers. What does he say? He says, I can can tell that you're about to fart and you're going to 
cover it up and I can see what you ate. And Michael does like a boom, mic drop. I know everything. But Eleanor knows deep down that Michael knows that she's right. That he's being a little whiny baby and he even does the, well, that's Chidi's problem. He'll have to figure it out. Making it someone else's problem instead of taking on your own thing. Chidi was so decidedly upset when he's usually so indecisive that he can't even pick between sweet and sour chicken when they're one thing. But he was so certain that Michael is wrong, that puts it 100% on Michael to fix it, to go make Chidi feel better. And I think that speaks to Michael, and he decides to make Chidi feel better, even though he kind of does it in his way at first. Yeah, I think that Eleanor does a good thing by, like, really laying Michael be like, hey, you're doing the same shit I was doing, and here's why you're doing it, so you're not slick. Yeah, look at that growth. Yeah, it's great. Talking about how Eleanor can be kind of scary. Look at how much she's grown and how well she's doing in this situation and and watching out for her buddy. So Michael decides he's going to make it up to everyone that he's hurt them with what he calls opposite tortures, but are really just (laughs) gifts. What do you think about the gifts? Tahani gets the comically large diamond. I think that's a good one for Tahani. It's so funny the way that Michael is like, well, I don't really get it. It's just a useless rock. And Tahani is just excited because it's the biggest useless rock. And as long as she has the biggest one, she's good. I thought Jason's was really funny. Oh, Pikachu! Pikachu! And it immediately pops. That was. I wish he gave him another one, though. I think that's the perfect 10-second story. Mm-hmm. Jason, here you go. <gasps> Pikachu! Guys, it's Pikachu! This is awesome! Oh, man. That was awesome, though. Thanks, Michael. Of falling in love, it burning too fast, and it's lost and then moving away from it, glad that it happened, even though it's gone. Yeah. It was just a beautiful 10-second story. You're right. Pikachu, <laughs> oh my god! The best part of that whole thing <laughs> is it pops, and he's like, oh, man. Well, it was still awesome, though. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eleanor gets the never-ending shrimp dispensary. Uh, where, where are you on shrimp? Would you be excited about a shrimp whenever you want it? Yeah, but I would want to differentiate the kind of shrimp. Like, I like cocktail shrimp more than... The big like, boys? More than coconut shrimp. Were they like fried coconut shrimp? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't want that either. I'd want cocktail shrimp or mm-hmm. like the the big boy prawn cocktail shrimp type yeah. things. I didn't catch the coconut. I wouldn't want the coconut. Yeah, they were they were definitely fried. I don't mind fried shrimp, but I've never liked coconut fried shrimp. I don't like coconut much. like that. I like coconut, but not like that either. So she's really excited about it. She's tasting all the flavors. This is the dream, she says in someone's visit. <laughs> Chidi gets a never-before-seen notebook from Emmanuel Kant, this this lost writings and musings and uh, erotic drawings from Which one of Chidi's favorite philosophers. Gift. Yeah. And the way that Chidi just takes it and throws it away and calls Michael's bullshit out is great. Yeah, I love that. He says it's not a present, it's not an apology, it's a bribe. And Michael's immediately like, oh, what? You want a a diamond bigger than Tahani's? Let me get you one. Tahani's like, no, it would be useless. And then it leads into a really, really lovely moment where Mm -hmm. Michael is starting to get frantic and is saying, oh, oh, okay. Uh, I get it. I get it. You want me to admit that I was wrong. You want me to say, oh, Chidi, I'm so sorry because I didn't understand human ethics and you do. It made me feel insecure, and I lashed out, and, oh, please help me, because I feel so, so lost and vulnerable. Yes. Oh, Chidi, I'm so sorry. I, um, I didn't understand human ethics, and, and you do, and it made me feel insecure, 
and I lashed out. And I really need your help because I feel so lost and vulnerable. <laughs> it just says the exact <laughs> same speech again, but just puts a twinkle in his eye and it works. Well, it works because when I was watching, I was like, okay, is this going to read as Michael like bullshitting again? But at the end, he's like, and I need your help. Like I'm, I feel lost and confused and I don't understand how to be better. And I think that the look in his eyes is one of somebody who's vulnerable and who's putting themselves kind of bearing themselves to someone for the first time in his entire yeah. existence, yeah. which is like a crazy All thing. All of time. But if Chidi wasn't as hard as he was in this episode, that would never have happened. I think it works also because when he says it sarcastically, it's in the way that sarcastic people who can't open mm -hmm. up say things. I think he means it both times. Yeah. He just isn't the type of person that can say please and I'm sorry to somebody. We all know people like that. Mm -hmm. People who know when they're wrong and feel bad, but just do not have it in them to have the weird apology yeah. confrontation, I guess. It's weird to me. I, I feel like... I don't know, I can be I can obviously be stubborn, but I think oh, I'm a I'm, sorry slut. I'll apologize real quick. I feel like apologize well, there's two halves to that because some people it's like their go to to just apologize for everything when they haven't done anything to apologize for. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it's good to be open to, oh, what did I do to change the air in this room? I should apologize for that. But there are people and I know them and we can all be it sometimes, but that are just closed off to that. Yeah. That that can't see it or can't admit to it. I don't know. I think it works. I think it is sincere. I think it's a really nice showcase for Ted Danson being able to do two turns of the same phrase back to back so well and eloquently. And it also speaks to how important the score is in a show because yeah. you start putting in the sappy music and it takes you there on top yeah, of his great. performance. It's really great. Chidi has Michael take a seat, welcomes him back to class, and Eleanor has a little lament on how the mystery flavor, she takes a big bite, oh, it's white chocolate, it's awful, don't try it, one more bite. <laughs> but I kind of get that, when we were doing the not ones, it was one of the last, it might have been Taco Vibes only, I like took like three bites of it, even after it was hot, I like bit it again, because it's kind of like the, I hate this, but I kind of... I had the urge to take another bite of the bomb, but that you was did. all just because, and with the massively too big last dab it was all things that i was willing to commit really hard to because there was a camera on me well i find out one thing about you zach you're willing to go the extra mile if once that little red light pops on yes if i <laughs> if i <laughs> had poured that much and we were just doing it for fun i would have absolutely wiped off two-thirds of the sauce <laughs> but since i wasn't going to on camera take back the accident you know i had yeah. to do it that's why i spilled the water bottle too it was all part of my plan mm. So a month later, everyone's doing better work in class. Jason gets a C minus, which he's a he, I aced it. That's an ace <laughs> to him, a C minus. Michael got an A plus, uh, and at first he kind of brags. He's like, "Well, I am a superior being." Oh, this I didn't have this scene at all. Oh, it didn't have what? This I didn't is the end of the grade. episode, pretty much. Not for me, Chief. Okay, so they're in class. Everyone's doing better. Jason got a C minus. Like, oh, I aced it. Michael got an A plus, and Eleanor says something like, "Oh, good for you, an A plus." And Michael says, well, I am a superior being. And Chidi <laughs> looks at him and he says, who has a lot to learn and is grateful to be here? 
And we learned that today Vicky is torturing Jason and Eleanor, and it has something to do about being pooped on by unicorns, like glittery poop. Nice. Is what's happening to them. And as soon as they can, they'll come back for their little lesson after they've been tortured. Jason says, well, I could, like, skip the shower and come here first and save some time. And <laughs> Chidi's like, please shower after the unicorn poop thing. He's like, okay, I don't know why. And then it comes to Tahani and Jason. So this is, that scene wasn't there at all. It's mm-hmm. Tahani and Jason thanking Janet. Yeah, so it goes right to that. There it was no one month a later, month later everyone in – Wow, they cut a whole scene. Yeah. Tahani and Jason thank Janet for their help and that it's really working for them. She says she's happy, but all of a sudden that causes a really rippling earthquake through the neighborhood, kind of like back in the days of Eleanor mm-hmm. not belonging. And Janet is so funny the way that she reacts to all of these things because she won't react like a person does. She just yeah. says, okay, bye, and then pops away. <laughs> Popping into Michael's office where she tells him that she doesn't know what's wrong, but she thinks it's her. She can't stop glitching. It's getting worse. And the neighborhood is in danger of total collapse. Which seems like it'd be very bad. A big ending to this episode that does have a lot of repercussions. And I remember where this goes and I'm excited for it. Mm -hmm. But then it undercuts it with Janet saying, so that's the main thing. How are you? (laughs) And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) I do really like this episode. Mm -hmm. I think it's my favorite of the not large overarching plot episodes sure. but when you compare it to the season finale or you compare it to the funeral not the funeral episode but the janet's been murdered episode yeah. from season one i don't think i like it quite as much as those i agree probably a top 10 said and done mm-hmm. right i would think so it's certainly one of the most memorable episodes of the show like you said i remember so many things so vividly from this episode i remember too i remember the snaps into the trolley problem was a Mm -hmm. really fun surprise when you didn't know i remember the okay now tell their families that was a really fun Mm -hmm. surprise this was a really fun episode that works just as well on a rewatch it's a really good important taking a pause episode because it's easy to forget that these versions of these characters have only known each other since the beginning of the season. I feel like this would be a great, like, if somebody has seen the show already and just wants to watch a random episode, this is a good one to go to because you get a lot of the fun stuff in the show. I even think there isn't a single episode of The Good Place that you could just show someone who's never seen the show and they wouldn't be scratching their head a little bit. But I but think this one comes be one. close. Mm-hmm. It shows you the types of crazy world-bending things that this show can do. Yeah. The philosophy if side of things. If somebody had the first season spoiled for them but hadn't watched the show, this would be the episode to show them to say, hey, you should watch this. It it's gets worth it, even if you know way better and interesting if you weren't super into the first season, which I love the mm-hmm. first season. That's this episode. Next week, we're going to be back to talk about Janet and Michael, Janet and Michael, which is like a flashback-heavy episode for the two of them and one I'm mm-hmm. really excited to get into before some big things are going to happen to the neighborhood that we know from this show yeah. because of what's going on with Janet. It's an exciting part of the season to be in. We're almost halfway through the second season. It's been a lot of fun so far. But before we wrap this one up, we've got to do our good place and bad place points. Let's do it. Did you have an easy time, hard time this week? Easy time. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe at first I thought it was going to be harder than it was, and then it came to me. that mm-hmm. The good place and bad place people both come from the same plot for me. Mm-hmm. And I'll start with my bad place, which is Tahani, for being belittling and mean to Jason and expecting kindness and understanding from him in return when she's not giving it to him. I agree wholeheartedly. I think Tahani is bad place this week. This is 
as much as Tahani is growing and there were some good moments in this for her, the way she's hurting Jason is just not okay. And we gave Jason bad place for hurting Tahani. We got to give Tahani bad place for hurting Jason. Agreed completely. What about your good place? Now, my good place, I did not go with Jason. I okay. wanted to. I think it's a great Jason episode. I think that he even suggesting that she talk to somebody about what's going on is very mature of him. And I think sure. that Jason has a stellar episode. Absolutely. But I gave it to Eleanor this week because I sure. think that her growth sure. is large. I think that she's very supportive of Chidi. I think that she helps to mediate Chidi and Michael a lot in this episode, which is a tough thing to do for someone who loves to watch the world burn a little bit. So I think her going and telling Michael, hey, you're doing exactly the same shit that I used to do. And like, that's not OK. And her I being think that's able to a really good answer on that is good. Because, again, this version of Eleanor is only six or seven episodes mm-hmm. old. She's grown a lot. And yeah. she's the type of person you love to see who can still like reflect and laugh at the times when she mm-hmm. was a real jerk. Ass. I used to be a real piece of piece shit. Of shit. Yeah. But now she can reflect on that and tell the stories and be an example of how you can be better than that and how you can be self-aware and how you can grow. I think that's a good answer, but I'm still going to go with Jason mm-hmm. because he's given all that negativity from Tahani and he both meets it with grace in every moment and kindness and supportiveness and isn't afraid to speak up for himself in a light and respectful and non-confrontational way. Yeah. I, I think I it's think a great it's Jason a great episode. Jason showing too. But you, I think you picked well with Eleanor. That's a good choice Thanks, as buddy. well. Good job. Well, that's the end of the episode. We're going to be back next week to talk about another one. What do we need to tell people? Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com yeah. slash Go check out. Podcast. If you haven't seen Not Ones yet, watch it. And if you want more fun stuff like that, definitely subscribe to the Patreon. Yes, the post and pre-streams from Not Ones were just as fun, and you can only mm-hmm. see them on the Patreon. So get on there for more secrets, to hear Steven rip the loudest, stinkiest burp of all time. Yeah, That's it was only gross. on the Patreon. Follow us on YouTube. I know you'll mention it in a second to check out the video mm-hmm. of Not Ones. That was a lot of fun. But Patreon, five bucks a month is where it starts, and you can get all kinds of exclusive content, including Not Ones, including Too all the episodes of Brokeback Bebop, including that 70s show rewatch of the basement, all kinds of stuff. Check it out. Patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Steven, where else can the people find us? <laughs> if you want to cause a problem with our trolley without paying any money, Come uh, follow us over on Twitter and Instagram over at Time Knife Pod. That's where we'll shout out what episode we need questions and mm-hmm. things for. You'll also be to stay up to date with all of our content that we're putting out. Make sure you go and check us out on YouTube. Search the name of the show, Into the Time Knife. Also, search our Not Ones. It's also on the same channel. See us eat some spicy wings it, live together in person for really the first thing that we've recorded. So And I think fun. it'll be the only I think that'll be the one. Yeah, Just well, one, one and done. Never again. Legally, we really appreciate we you listening to us. Whether you are a patron, whether you just listen on your podcasting app, whether you watch us on YouTube, which I think has added another mm-hmm. layer to the show from our previous podcast, it means a lot that people listen, that people are commenting a lot lately, that people are telling us what they think of the show. So reach out to us. Email us at timeknifepod at gmail.com with trivia and good place, bad place moments for future episodes. And just to tell us what you're thinking, to open up the conversation. We'd love to chat with you. Yeah. Say your words to us and we'll hear you. So now that we've been through this episode, what do you think is the right answer for the trolley problem? Well, I get the dilemma because you're actively choosing to kill one person to save yeah. five. But I'm I'm of the Batman ideology. 
I, I don't like Superman, but I get Superman's greater good thing. Because, um, you know, a lot of times you can't save everybody in a situation. You know, that's why they say women and children off the boat first sure. in those emergency situations. I think you take the one person out. It's sad. There's not a good answer, but I think that's the right answer. I think Michael's so close. I think the apparatus with the blade could be used for the person who's stuck to grab onto and be lifted out of harm's way. You save all six. You know how hard that is? My real answer, though, I think the correct answer for me for the trolley problem is it's 2023. Why the fuck would I go on a trolley? <laughs> Well, if you're like a 55-year-old woman who's on vacation in San, in San Francisco, Francisco or New Orleans, <laughs> that's the only time that happens. There's that's true. I just think I won't get on a fucking trolley. Then I won't have to decide if I'm going to kill anybody. I won't yeah. be on a trolley. There you go. Steven, get us out of here. From inside the time knife, Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next time. Have a good week. Choo-choo. Or no, tro- trolleys go. Bring, bring. Ding, ding, ding goes the trolley. There goes the bell. Yeah. yeah. What's that from? Mm. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or something? Bye, folks. <laughs> I fell. Chug, chug, chug went the motor. Bump, bump, bump went the brake. Thump, thump, thump went my heartstrings. When he smiled, I could feel the car shake. Bye.